eternity. To those of you who are tuning into the meeting of the Inner Circle for the very first time, I welcome you. And pray that you find the inspiration to meet me here every Thursday night. For those of you who are tuning via the World Wide Web, I'm so grateful and so thankful that you prefer to be with us right here than any other place on the planet. And for those of you who are the Inner Circle, the ones who make sure that you're always attuned to this frequency at this appointed time, thank you so much for your consistency, and I am always in prayer that you are receiving more inspiration and motivation and a depth of intensity of intention towards walking in the fullness of the all that you are. Is this point of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginning this endless, infinite, and eternal? But every time I come to the airwaves, and every time I speak, and every time I hold audience and circle and consultations and all of that which I do, I am always intentioned to remind us that we are so absolutely blessed with each and every breath, every beat of our heart, and to care to come into much greater degrees of realization, revelation, and direct connection with the spirit worlds, with our angels, our guides, our guardians, our ancients, and to come under the auspices of our souls. And in my mind, this is really the true success in living. But because we have not been properly oriented, as to what the purpose in existence is. There are so many who live and die without ever having realized the truth of themselves as this point of an absolute and supreme intelligence. And now you and I have the opportunity to do what so many other ones didn't do. We are the beneficiaries of the gifts, the givings, the lives, the sacrifices, the creativity, the ingenuity, intellectual property, the labor, the service, of so many ones, so many ones whose names we will never be able to call. But the mindfulness of our realizing that there is nowhere we can go, nowhere we can step, no bridge we can cross, no tunnel we can go through, no streets that we can drive upon, no highways that are paved, where we have not benefited from someone else's labor. And with each and every breath we take and every beat of our hearts, there is that intelligence that is beating our hearts and breathing that says designed us divinely and divinely designed us. But now we're in a place where it's time for us to realize that standing in the light of this absolute and supreme intelligence upon a planet that is literally spinning in space, that existence itself is so absolutely phenomenal that we should not take our gifts, our lives, for granted. 
physicality, materiality. We have so much focus on things, stuff. People are always asking for abundance when we already have abundant stuff, abundant things. And so and now is the time for us to get real specific about what it is we truly have desire for. But I'm the one to remind us that the need for where we are in this now moment is for the complete restoration, reorientation, and resurrection of who we are as living points of an absolute and supreme intelligence that is intelligent enough to have gifted each of us so much of itself that we have to be intelligent enough to want to be in the harmony of the truth of who we are. And it does not come easy because we have been so divided within class and race and sex and nation and hue and gender and religion and socioeconomics and money and all of this status and all of this. And all of us are here upon the planet that is under siege as each of our temples that we refer to as our bodies are under siege by those forces that would literally rob the temples of the living gods and goddesses of its treasures, its wealth, its riches. As we have seen so many on a world-conquering rampage go within everywhere, go everywhere. <laughs> Places destitute, destroyed, undermined, polluted, desecrated, defiled. And it's happening within the very core of us. And now we have to come to a place in our day to day living where we are exalting a whole life's urge to reclaim the inherent divinity and dignity and vitality of our lift, of our lives, the gifts that we were given. We would never have anything greater than ourselves. We can't work for a minute, borrow, still be awarded or rewarded anything that has greater value than ourselves. And yes, we are challenged with the responsibility of providing food, clothing, shelter. And if we were in a society that was rightly aligned, those who are in government would ensure that everybody has food, clothing, and shelter. It's not the thing that you should be enslaved to, to have. But the issue for us is coming to a point and place where we realize that there is a right alignment for us to come to so that we are able to facilitate the progressive unfoldment and exaltation of the humanity that, that we have been gifted. This sensibility of reverencing and respecting the intelligence of our own being as the intelligence of all being and to be in a place where everything that we create as institution, everything that we create as art and society supports the divinity of existence itself. Why is that so difficult to understand? This is what we should be doing. This is what the purpose of our being on the planet is, is to exalt the intelligence and the gift of life. 
And there are those who are creative and artistic and have so much going on, but they still feed off the flesh of dead animals, the aborted fetuses of chickens, the pus and mucus of cows, artificially colored, artificially flavored. They drink all manners of alcoholic beverages, smoke all manners of tobacco and cigarettes and things. And I'm just saying is that we have to come to a point where we realize that access to those things as substance to bring into our body temples is the root of what the issues are. They say, well, the love of money is the root of all evil, but it is the taste of flesh and blood that has a deeper root in evil. Because it has nothing to do with money. Money is a tool, and we give thanks for those who have the creativity to design it. Otherwise, there be those of us who have wanted to have houses built, and then you've done nothing to develop yourself to have something suitable to barter. You understand, say, the societies that existed prior to the coin and the dollar had sense enough to develop the people. And the people were creative enough to create. And they traded and bartered and worked cooperatively and collaboratively so that everyone had the basic things that were required and nice things. And so we're having to come to that place where our intention is to have the initiative, the creativity, the energy, the enthusiasm, the vision, the heart, the care, to really cultivate and enhance and resubstantiate the wealth of our true selves, our divine selves, our light selves, our right selves. To be in harmony with the will of existence and to know that in such a day as this, where there is such a pandemic of sickness, illness, and disease, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, psychically, physically, financially, and materially, in the midst of this paradise and the wealth of existence itself. There's so many who are without the light of themselves. So many who are filled to overflowing with all manners of dis-ease and imbalance. Who have been fed that which had no substance and not been cultivated with anything substantive. So that the truth of themselves is the farthest thing from them. And the few possessions they have are not sufficient. To remind them of the real dignity and light that is available and should be available to us for our choosing, our asking. And where we may expect those who have to give to those who have not, 
is duty and obligation and responsibility for each and every one who has breath and heartbeat to open their heart and give thanks with each and every breath for the gift that they've been given that is life itself and to consciously care to make wiser choices in terms of how they care for themselves. We are no longer in that day where a few can do for, for everybody. Everybody needs to do for themselves. And it becomes easier where there is an initiative to really exalt a full life's urge, to come to a point and place where we are so centered in the value of living and the value of life and the value of who we are and the gifts that we've been given and the potentiality and the capacity that we have to unfold and to walk in the alignment with the truth of the divinity of existence itself on behalf of the lineages that we represent when we get to that core, to that root. then we have the opportunity to truly rise. But there's so many of you who listen and listen and listen and listen to this programming and you do nothing different. You listen and listen and listen and you don't ask. You're not praying. You're not really committing yourself. And now it's about committed living because without real commitment to living, you will die here because the program of this cult that they call society that we're in is a death culture. Where we have been hoodwinked and bamboozled to think that death is the natural culmination, finality, destiny, fate, and eventuality of everybody, and that's the nature of living. But as we are realigned and reoriented in the divinity of existence and understanding that that which is and that which has always been shall always be, so shall we when we align and attune ourselves with it. But we are under the thought that we can be out of alignment with it, unattuned to it, that we can disrespect and disregard it, not honor it or ourselves or anything or anybody else and still inherit the fullness of an eternal life that was better than this one. And I'm asking us to reconsider and to rethink it all, but to really get to the essence of what you are really living for, what really matters to you. Because the laws are in full effect that we get what we ask for and apply ourselves to, but we cannot ask for something that we don't feel worthy and deserving of and have it. There's a need for us to truly activate each of the faculties and gifts that we were given that allow us to be responsible or able to respond to the need to create our lives because we're dwelling on the same planet, but we live in different worlds based upon the difference of the thought that we have and what it is that we aspire towards and our aspirations and our desires have been somehow influenced by the lineages that we've come through, the communities that we were raised in, the families that we 
circles that we've come out of. So there are those who might have been dirt poor and they came forward with an intensity of desire to be extremely wealthy and rich because they would never have their children not have anything. And they thought that they didn't have anything, but of course we always had something because there's no way to, to be here and not have anything. You had your breath, you had your heartbeat, you have your genealogy, you have the opportunity to attune to the laws of existence, the law of thought, the law of sowing and everything. There are ways of being, so there's no thing that is nothing in the midst of the all that is everything and has gifted us so much of itself. to get serious about reversing the issues that may have started crystallizing in our tissues as a result of the bastardizing diets that have been so common and popular, the standard American diet, which creates such sadness and madness and stupidity and anesthetization and inebriation and intoxication. And though we can immerse ourselves in materiality to make ourselves feel good or better about ourselves, the truth is, is that we are losing the true wealth of ourselves through the sickness, the illness, and the disease, the despair, the degradation, the deficiency, the defamations, the defilement. And we all have family members, if not ourselves, who have been impacted and afflicted to the degree to which we have to really exert a full effort towards our restoration, towards our wholeness, towards our forgiving, releasing the resentment, letting go of the pain, the shame, the guilt, the feelings of undeservedness and unworthiness that comes on the path of adulteration. And so it's our time to reprogram every fiber of our being towards conscious immortality and realizing that we will never have anything greater than ourselves and everything that we aspire towards, every situation and circumstance, all of what we're creating can truly benefit us if we have the mindset to be enhanced and enriched and enhancing and enriching and coming to a place where it matters to us that we will truly apply ourselves holistically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, materially. In doing that which is truly in our own best interest, consistently over time, and to no longer feel as though we have the right to dilly-dally and be lackadaisical and slow to progress when our progression is the process of our caring more and more to be 
consistently growing and unfolding, self-realizing, self-actualizing, and harmonizing with the laws of existence, the intelligence of existence, and that which requires us to be able to respond in any and every now moment towards the greater good. And to truly seek and knock and ask and be impassioned and passionate about the truth. The truth of who we each are, the truth of existence itself, for it is self-knowing and creator knowledge and creation knowledge that allow us to really stand as a harmonized and restored humanity of peoples. And it was never the intention of the will of existence for these ones and those ones to be wicked ones and these ones to be undermining those ones. And the intelligence of existence is for all of itself manifesting and will manifesting through absolutely everything and everyone. It would not slay itself over here to exalt itself over there. And where we have seen the examples of those who feel so empowered in the killing of other ones. They feel so empowered by their efforts and initiative to put other ones down, to strip them and rape them and violate them to make themselves seem superior when that is the epitome of true self-loathing. And low self-esteem. Whether it's individuals or families or communities or governments or nations, we are all held by absolute law and the fulfillment of the law is absolute love and love is about enhancing and nourishing and nurturing and building up and adding unto and respecting and reverencing and growing and cultivating not just food, but light bearers and light beings. And in a situation and circumstance that we find ourselves where there is so much diversity of taste, of thought, of opinion, of orientation, It is the wisdom that allows us to really have an understanding and an understanding that the intelligence of existence is still the intelligence of all beings. And whenever aberrations or distortion or dysfunction or sickness or misappropriation of time and energy and how it's impacted and affected ones and ones, the care that we should exalt and exert is in enhancing and emphasizing the commonality, the communality, 
sexuality of the oneness that exists with each and every breath and every beat of our heart. That is our commonality. That is what is consistent with everybody. And that intelligence that beats our hearts and breathes us deserves to be respected. It deserves, it deserves to be honored. And we have learned to disregard it and disrespect it, to treat it as if it's nothing. And this is where we have to realign ourselves in exalting a reverence and appreciation and appreciative love and a respect and a reverence for life as it is the gift of all. And to understand that where we feel entitled to abuse and misuse, to violate, to war against, to subjugate, dominate, bastardize, usurp. Because of a capitalistic agenda or militaristic or whatever other degree of distortion and dysfunction that has created such a bastardizing mentality. And understand that everybody needs healing, and in order to facilitate the healing, there has to be a cleansing. And if we don't do it willingly, then it will be forced upon us, or you will just reap the consequences of not having chosen to do that work. And for us to be thoughtful and mindful enough to realize that this country that we love so much and the systems of government that has been established on the bloodshed and marginalization, the inebriation, the intoxication, and the violation of our indigenous families, our African families, and almost every other thing and every other one, that there's a karmic debt that will be exacted and the only way to circumvent it is for each one of us to come into places and spaces within our own bodies, hearts, minds, lives, so that we are consciously under the auspices of our souls because we will do the clearing, the cleansing, the purification in order to be completely renewed, rebirthed, regenerated, rejuvenated, revitalized, revivified, and stand as a resurrected And where love is anchored in every fiber and every tissue of our being, then we become radiant and brilliant in it, exuding it, oozing it, magnifying it, and amplifying it so that all in existence is impacted and affected towards its wholeness and its healing. It's all in this now moment. And we give thanks for all of those all around the world who are taking time to get centered and to be still and to be mindful and to be thoughtful and to be careful and to be forgiving and to release and let go so that they are able to embrace the fullness of the Lord that we each are as these points of this absolute and supreme intelligence whose intelligence is all there is and whose life and love shall eternally prevail. You're in tune to the meaning of the inner circle. 
And this is Adama, your voice of resurrection and heraldess of the eternal. to the meeting of the inner circle and this is Adama thanking you for being right where you are in this now moment of eternity. And for those of you who are tuning via the World Wide Web, I'm so grateful and so thankful that you prefer to be right here with us than any other place on the planet. For those of you who are using your phone and radio apps to your greater good, thank you for being that wise. Open up your hearts and Open up your minds for allowing voices like mine and other ones to come forward and share so that we are really able to rejoice in the wealth and the richness of who we each are as these points of this absolute and supreme intelligence. I am the one who is always exalting the blessedness of our being with each and every breath and also reminding us that we are being warned against. It's a global initiative that is depopulation and genocide. And for all intents and purposes, the majority of people are not responding correctly and directly to being under siege. And to come to that place where we know what to do. We know how to be. And it is in the being that we have leverage. And if we are not committed to being, if we're not committed to the laws that govern our existence, if we're not committed to honoring and glorifying that which is real, that which is life, that which is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal, then uh, chances are uh, by the time you have to leave or die, you would not have ever lived your best life. And because there's an initiative to make sure that we are divided and conquered within ourselves, then our first degree of response has to be to do nothing to undermine ourselves, to do everything to exalt a full life, so to come to a point where we are not our own worst enemies, and that we're willing to do whatever it takes to be completely free, completely liberated at the cellular level, since the methodology of our oppression has been to oppress us at our cellular level. So we're in a now moment that requires us to care, to dig deep, to reach high, to stand in the integrity of our own authenticity, to exalt a full care and intensity of desire to be free from the inconsistencies, contradictions, and hypocrisy that undermines our integrity and for us to understand that integrity has to happen at the cellular level, that our cells are as they were designed to be, water-based and fully charged from the mineralization, the oxygenation, the hydration. And to understand that just as we have sense enough to brush our teeth every day and to bathe every day, we have to come to a point and place where we care to be spiritually, mentally, and emotionally cleared and cleansed from all of the things that weigh upon us, weigh so heavily that we feel unworthy and undeserving of the fullness of ourselves. And we will do that which anesthetizes, inebriates, and intoxicates ourselves. And this is really where the warfare has always started in that the rum was taken to our indigenous families. Barrels of rum went across the oceans to our 
African families. And now we have alcohol everywhere in the places where we should get nutrition. There's alcohol. Up and down the streets, there's alcohol. Our programming makes sure that everybody is supported in having that drink to celebrate or to anesthetize themselves. Our doctors are encouraged to drink after their surgeries. Our lawyers are encouraged to drink. The judges are encouraged to drink. Everybody's drinking. And not only are they drinking, but they're eating meat, dairy, eggs, chicken, fish, flour, sugar. Everybody wants to have pancakes and syrup. And so I'm just saying is that we have to come to a point in place where we understand how divinely designed we are. And that as a result of our disregard or disrespect or not knowing or our ignoring the reality of who we are, what we are, how we are, and, and how best to function, then now is our time to really get in alignment with it because we cannot really self-actualize while we are a detriment to ourselves. And so the thought that we have to die from something, everybody dies, and so you have to die from something, so you might as well create all of this sickness, illness, and disease to die from. And so this is the epitome of the non-thinking, the stupidity that really creates the generational curses that you hear so many people talk about. I have to break my gen the generational curse, but that's because of how much usurpation has taken place because of the assault upon ourselves generationally. And for us to understand that no one has been authorized by the law of existence, the intelligence of existence, or that which we refer to as God, to feed off the flesh of dead animals because it requires us to kill, and killing is the primary violation. And that violation becomes charged upon our blood, and it becomes extremely difficult to feel genuinely good and to be in alignment and attunement with that which is your light when your cells are oppressed with the viruses and bacteria and preservatives and nitrates and nitrites and antibiotic and hormones and all of the other pesticide and herbicide residues that come into our bodies with the chicken, with the turkey, with the fish, with the beef, with the pork, it doesn't matter, with the lamb, with the goat, and any of the animals that you're eating, even if you're killing them yourself, you are still risking your life because so much of the deer and the possum and the um, other things that you might find out in nature to, to kill and then eat as people used to do and many still do. But most of you are eating that which has already been killed and that which is not natural. You know, there, there are no chickens anywhere in life naturally. You only find them where they're being cultivated. You can't go to the woods and find chickens except where they may have escaped from somebody that had them. But basically, you don't find chicken naturally. You'll find the possum, you'll find the armadillo, you'll find the, the uh, possums, you'll find the squirrels, you'll find pheasants, you'll find the turkey, and vultures, and buzzards, and whatnot, but you won't find chicken. You won't find the cows naturally in existence. You understand? So the meat that you're eating is not that which your DNA really wouldn't recognize as food, but we are not flesh eaters. We are made with flesh and blood, and so flesh eating literally is the root of all evil. They say, oh, the love of money is the root of all evil. No, 
it is the lust and taste for flesh and blood. The lust and desire to kill. For gain, for sport, or for food. And in order for us to truly evolve as a humanity of people, this is one of the major things that has to fall by the wayside. We can no longer kill ourselves and then have the fullness of life. We've never had it. It never has existed like that. And it definitely isn't existing like that now, as is evidenced in the pandemic of sickness, illness, and disease. From AIDS to zits, and for so many ones to talk about my doctor this and my doctor that and my doctor this and my doctor that. And I'm thinking, how many of y'all have all these doctors? You know, my son was, was uh, going to Gate City Heritage and he had to fill out his little form, you know, at the beginning of the school year. And the doctor in the, uh, in the form says, who is your doctor? And he says, my mommy. <laughs> and so, and that's the responsibility of womanhood is to lay the foundation for the health and the progressive unfoldment of our children and our lineages to invoke and call forth the greatness of the legacy of the lineages that we represent to understand that there is nothing that can be added to us outside of ourselves that constitutes our true wealth. It is that which is inside of us, that which animates us, beats our heart, breathes us, and that which is imprinted upon our DNA. And the more we invoke and call forth the greatness of the lineages that we represent, the more we consciously care to be completely cleared from the trespasses and the violations and the anger and the resentments and all of the things that put us in a place where we would prefer to be anesthetized and inebriated because we have had such hellaciousness in our living. We have to come to a point where we're willing to be cleared and cleansed from it, and it requires a conscious intention to do so. It requires you to affirm the truth of yourself and not your experience, to affirm the light of yourself and not your degradation, not your violations, to affirm the godness in you by consciously caring to rightly use and align with the values and the faculties that you've been given the capacity to see, to image, to visualize, to empower through the thought and through the word and to come to a place where you're constituting the integrity of yourselves so that they are able to be really mineralized and oxygenated and hydrated and whatnot so that you are able to infuse that image and that thought and that faith and that gratitude and that thanksgiving upon every fiber of your being to create the magnetism to amplify that which is your desire so that you are creating the divine conjunction and alignment with that which is fulfillment of the things that you have desire for. And people would think that because it didn't manifest and it didn't happen the way you want it to happen or manifest, you think that God is denying you something, but that which is the intelligence of existence that cannot deny you anything that you have sense enough to apply yourself to. And that's the gift that we've been given. It's these living, loving, intelligent, potent, and immortal points of its own very presence. To realize that there are no beings outside of us who are caring to 
do something for us that we're not asking, that we're not seeking, that we're not applying ourselves to. And the more we're loving that which beats our hearts and breathes us, loving that which we refer to as God, as Yah, Yahweh, Yahweh, you understand Jehovah, Jesus, Allah, Jah, doesn't matter what you call it, the issue is, are you willing to be completely cleared and cleansed and purified so that you are a vehicle? vehicle and vessel of absolute love, absolute light, absolute wisdom, and absolute truth? Are you willing to stand harmonized within the virtue of character that is consistent with who you are as this point of the presence of God, as a child of God, as a child of Yah, as a child of Jah, as a child of Allah? You understand what I'm just saying is that we have to come to a point and place where we realize that it is not just in the verbalization or the intellectualization. We have to really walk in the integrity of the truth of our divinity, to acknowledge it, to step into it, to allow ourselves to let the ways of divisiveness fall by the wayside. We cannot carry drunkenness and and uh, being anesthetized and inebriated and intoxicated into the eternal order. We can't. And so that which has facilitated the degradation of humanity, that which has put us in a place where distortion and dysfunction have become so widespread that we really do not see and have the examples of those who are truly light bearers and light beings, that our politicians and our teachers and our preachers and our priests and all of those who have taken responsibility through their matriculation and through whatever curriculum that they are not adequate leadership for us because they have not done anything to protect us from sickness, illness, and disease. See, the whole point of being in under the religions and the doctrines and the scripts and whatnot is so that you have refuge from sickness, illness, disease, and degradation and dwelling in the valley of the shadow of death. And in the shadow of the valley of death, we are in a moment of eternity and we have the opportunity to align ourselves with the absolute reality. It's time to get real. It's time to be completely cleared and cleansed and purified from the distortion and delusions of, of feeling entitled to just have your own theory and opinion when you were told to know the truth. And it would be the truth that sets you free, free from the lies, free from the delusion, free from the degradation, free from being in the valley of the shadow of death, and free from the adulteration and the ways of adulteration that have whittled away at our own degrees of self-worth and self-deservedness. There are those whose sinfulness has become such a weight upon them that they feel as though they have to die from something, that they deserve to die from something. And so they are daily about the business of killing themselves smoking and drinking and spewing and taking risk with their lives, driving too fast under the influence and drugging and all of this. And I'm just saying is that that is the evidence of being divided and conquered. There has been no one authorized by the intelligence of existence, the will of existence, or that which we refer to as God, to be the legislators and the perpetuators of sickness, illness, disease, and death as a livelihood. Sickness, illness, disease, and death should not be multi-trillion dollar business in a world economy. And because it is, then those of us 
who have any vestige of light should come to a place and space where it is mandate within our own beings to no longer support that which undermines us at the cellular level. That we are willing to exalt a full life's urge to honor life, to honor the gift of life, to honor the gifts that we've been given, and to consciously center ourselves so that we are a blessing unto all and are open to receive the blessing that all are to us. To take responsibility to be able to respond correctly and directly in our now moment, that is where the foundation of wisdom actually lies. And to understand that matriculating through any of the curriculums that the many uh, institutions of miseducation have provided us, so that we've begun, we've been certified and degreed, and we can teach, and we can preach, and we can continue to perpetuate foolishness because we have not stood on behalf of life itself. We have exalted man's way as if it were mandate or the kind of men that have put themselves in a position to influence the world towards its detriment. You don't want to follow these people. To come to a point and place where we're taking responsibility, particularly those of us who are in maturity, it is our time to exalt a full effort and where we were wise enough in our teens and 20s and 30s and 40s to be applying ourselves to light and wisdom and truth, we should be in a place now where we have earned our rights towards leadership, leadership in light, leadership in truth, leadership in integrity, leadership in being highly ethical and moral and laying a foundation in creating a curriculum that prepares our children for who they are as these living, loving, intelligent, potent, and immortal points of this absolute and supreme intelligence that is beginningless, endless, infinite, and eternal. At some point, it should matter to us that we are living to exalt life. At some point, it should matter to us that we are a glory unto that which beats our hearts and breathes us. At some point, it should matter to us that we are a glory unto the legacy of the lineages that we represent. And that we will walk a stronger walk in their behalf, on behalf of those that we have come through, those whose names we can call, those whose names we will never be able to call, but to come to a point and place where there is something substantive that is motivating us on a daily basis, that we are not just looking for the next thing to satiate and satisfy an appetite, a lust, or a passion that undermines the integrity of who we are as these points of this absolute and supreme and intelligence. It is our now time to rise. It is our time to prepare ourselves to leave the planet as a result of these people having been condemned as a result of their perpetuation of sickness, illness, disease, and death, usurpation, bastardization, capitalization, and whatnot. There is no way in hell within the earth or upon the earth that these people have the rights to be continued in existence as a result of being such violators of everything and everybody. And if we continue to participate with them, then you, regardless of how black you are, how much consciousness you think you have, if you don't have sense enough to exalt a full life's urge and clear and cleanse and purify your body temple so that the true spirit of the living God and goddess is being completely re-enthroned in your reality, then you have the opportunity to leave as a dead person. Now, how long will we be dead if you die here? I don't know, but the bottom line 
is that we should not be risking our eternity. And that in order to really leave the planet as a living being, your faculties cannot be blocked and obstructed with all of this mucus and phlegm and parasites and maggots and worms and whatnot that are in your body because the body has been turned into a cemetery for decaying carcasses. And your blood is being defiled. See, this is how the, the, the tools of Satan, Lucifer, and the devil work. This is how they work. They have come to that place in space where they are literally robbing the temples of the living gods and goddesses of its wealth and their treasures and their essence and their intelligence and their ingenuity and their talents and their skills and their abilities and their faith and their confidence and their legacy and their duties and obligations and responsibilities and that which truly aligns them because they have no more virtue and character that they can be whored and pimped to do any dang or thing for a dollar a week have to realize what is really at stake and what is the root of the issue and then care enough to do that which is ours to do in the clearing, the cleansing, the purification, the renewal, so that we are rebirthed and regenerated, rejuvenated, being consistently revitalized so that we are the foundation of our resurrection as a global humanity. We get what we ask for. We get what we apply ourselves to. That's how the laws work. We are these points of an absolute and supreme intelligence, but it is not intelligence that kills itself. Nothing kills itself. You don't see the squirrels eating so much that they're so fat that they can't run those wires. You understand the only fat animals you see are the ones who are domesticated by fat people. People who are eating that which the body does not recognize as food. This is what we must understand, is that we are divinely designed and designed divinely. And there is nothing that is truly real that we can consume that is going to stay in our bodies. We are able to masticate, to liquefy, to extract the light of intelligence, minerals, vitality, life force from whatever it is we're consuming, and then that which we don't need passes through us. But when we come to a point in place where we are seeing those who have gone before us as the perpetuators of the black power movement, the human rights movement, the civil rights movement, now everybody's come to a point where they can't have six and seven bowel movements a day. That means that you're holding all and retaining this waste. You understand? And this is how, how the intelligence of existence intended for us to be able to feed off of that which has grown from the ground, that which hangs from the trees, that which is chlorophyll, light force, and we are able to ingest it to liberate the life force in it and the fiber passes through us. But the flesh of a dead animal does not provide us anything that we really need to have. This is one reason why I continually and continuously bring this forward, because until these people cannot make another freaking dime in our communities anywhere with the flesh of dead animals, then we know that we have more work to do. And even those who are growing food and talking about organic this and organic that are still freaking flesh eaters. That means that they don't really know 
how they're really designed. Everybody's kind of like on this fad, and we just kind of pick it up and run with it. But the issue is, if you can't get up and run, you're in, pro- you're in trouble. I saw a young man today at the, uh, at the market, and his parents were like halfway behind his, down his behind, and I just came up behind him, and I put my finger on his pants at his butt, right? And I told him, I said, you'll never be a real man as long as you can't pull your pants up. And then he had nothing but packages of chicken. And I told him, you keep eating that flesh, you're going to really catch a good case of cancer. And he didn't say anything to me, but he heard me. And he pulled his pants up. And I'm just saying is that why would we let our sons and our brothers and our grandsons and our, you know, our husbands and our boyfriends walk around with their freaking butts out their pants and then expect to be respected as men? And not realize that this is the evidence of us being under siege, that, that what we should have as common sense is not even there. So we have to reach deep to create the movement of the bowels <laughs> so that we are able to think. Because when you are full of feces, there is no way in hell within the earth or upon the earth that you will ever walk in the fullness of yourself. And as long as we don't, there's no true liberation and there's no true wealth, no true richness or riches that we can have at the detriment of ourselves through sickness, illness, disease, degradation, violation, inebriation, intoxication, and all of that. To be in this now moment, we really have to be committed to the laws that govern us and being lawful and loving and respectful and reverencing and to understand that real worship is what we do on a daily basis. It's how we think. It's how we honor. It's how we respect. It's how we treat ourselves and ourselves and everyone else because we're all connected. You're in tune to the reading of the Inner Circle, and this is Adama, your voice of the resurrection and heraldess of the eternal.